Border Barrels, back for another AFL bloody podcast. Yep. AFL and Supercoach podcast. See how we did this week. Now, we're getting straight into it. Grats, who were your in-outs for this week? Well, the first out was Hudson. Yes. Because, uh, for those who may not have listened to our adjacent beer podcast first, we're missing one-third of the pod. The the one-third of the pod that has just recently entered the top 1,000 overall. $9.94. That dickhead. Yeah. Uh, well, I've entered the top 35,000, so you've watch double, out. No, you're up to about 31, aren't you? Oh, there you go. No, well, I'm going to find that, but while we're looking for that, um, Hutto's, uh, Hutto's down in Melbourne watching uh, the Swans and the Bombers yesterday. So as much as we like it when he's miserable, unfortunately, uh, for those who do play along and think, God, I love hearing him rant about Essendon. You won't... Uh, you won't get that, but you also won't get him going on about him like they're going to win the flag all of a sudden. So that's, no. a, that's a positive. But um, I'm actually pretty excited for him because he, uh, he actually he had box seats for that. Um, went down there with a couple of mates. And, um, yeah, it was a big do. I think there was a, he went to a function and Sheeds was there. Sheeds. Sheeds. Get on your Sheeds. So, um, and he had a good time. So it would have been a good one to bloody well go to. Well, we've got the rank here. So Hutto is currently 992nd. Jeez. With a projection for this round of over 2,600. That's huge. Meaning that he may be going up even higher. Um, my goal for the year was, after the bias, to get inside the top 10,000, which my score last week of 24-14, which was four points less than you, mm-hmm. who I played. Congratulations. Thanks. Uh, I have moved up to 9,576. Jeez, that's all right. Which I'm very happy with. That was my goal, and I've gotten there. Well, I have no goals, and I am 31,988. But I reckon you're going up again because you're getting good scores and you're making good trades. Yeah, so you asked me who I went in and out. Uh, yep. Basically, I've got to start from last week. So I brought in Christian Petrarca last week. <laughs> I brought in Christian Petrarca <laughs> at 487k yep. only because Darcy Parrish wasn't playing. So I this is I think this is good super coach advice. So if you break down your season by goals you've got, so long-term goals and short-term goals, my short-term goal was after the bias to get inside the top 10,000. Darcy Parrish being out, as well as Zach Butters being out, and Braden Proust being out, Proust. Uh, really did ruin the plans a little bit. So I thought, okay, so I've done Proust to Sean Darcy, 115 or 117, I think it was, first up. That was good. I thought, I'll chuck Butters on my bench for now because I've got an, I've got four rookies that can go mid-forward cover. That's fine. But Parrish, I don't want two rookies covering premiums. Parrish is going to miss another week. So I thought, I still want to bring in Tim English for one of Butters or Heaney. Yep. I need the money to do it. Parrish down to Petrarca left me with 161k in the bank. And it was a calculated risk because Christian Petrarca has not been in good form. Yep. He pulls out a 97 first game up, which was fine. Because, as I said, that helped me get inside the top 10,000, which was my first goal. Yep. For the run home, then it's a little bit more of a risk because you're hoping that he will just regain some form. And did he regain some form yesterday or did he regain some form yesterday? So Petrarca went huge. It ended on a huge score of... 189. And I believe his percentage of teams has gone down a little bit over the last month too because he did have like a 55 and a 70 or something like that in there. Yeah. So... Simon so up those numbers. Currently at 33%. So, yeah, there has been a recent... Since round nine, it has gone up a little bit. Has but it gone up? Maybe because people were taking the same risk. Yeah, I don't know, but it was interesting. Early on, he started 11% of teams he started in. So, oh, so I went the other way. 
Yeah, it, went, it did go the other way, but I wonder if that's people were just buying consistency because that's sort of why I went for merit because, yep. you know, he's not going to score massive every week, except he did this week as well. But like, but his floor con- is 90. Yeah, it's quite, yeah. Yeah, quite consistent. So, yeah, Which that's exactly right. Uh, but this week, my moves, um, I haven't made it yet and I may still not. Yeah. We're recording this at Sunday at 2.49 p.m. Richmond and West Coast are currently in play. I have Zach Butters on my field with Morris Rowley Jr. as the emergency. If Morris can get to a respectable score by halftime, I will maintain that as it is, make no trades and go into next week with five still remaining. If Morris falls apart and is on less than 20 by halftime, I'm going to make a calculated risk and I'm going to trade Zach Butters to Dylan Moore. That's pretty big. Now, I'm going to do that for the reason... That, again, I'm trying to maximise my scores each week. That will actually give me more money because Butters is 30k more than what Dylan Moore is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Moore actually averages more than Butters does over the season. He has more... Don't know if he has more tons, but he's got more scores over 90. Yep. Uh, So you're getting a bit of consistency there. Um, The third option is to not bring in Dylan Moore and just chuck Connor McDonald in and hope Connor McDonald, because he's on my bench. Connor McDonald! Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck? Yeah, and hope he goes a little bit better. But I don't know. I've got a few options and I have to make that call while the podcast is on over the next 20 minutes. Jeez, pressure's on. Well, Pressure is on. What what move did you make? So I traded out, I'm just remembering now, Rose Ass. Oh, uh, yes. Rose Ass. And um, who was the other one? Dacos. Oh! And I did say when I traded him out, this is the same with um, Caniglio or whatever his name is. <laughs> What Cadelio, yeah. Whatever. Um, so both of those guys, I'm like, look, I don't have to trade them out, but I'm trading them out to upgrade. So I upgraded to steel and then I also traded in um Massimo. D'Ambrosio. D'Ambrosio. So he did really well, but he's on my bloody bench. <sighs> That's um, right, because the thing is, I didn't bother because I've got Weir and he's going pretty well. Yep. Uh but you've got both Weir and Massimo. Yep. So for the rest of the year, you run out of trades and you cop an injury in your back line, you're pretty confident you've got coverage from one of those two boys. Well, yeah, that's right. And that's exactly what happened with Daniel Rich with his, uh, with his oh. hamstring there. So I've got six trades left. I got Steele in um, for the reason, the same reason I got Brayshaw in. So um, Brayshaw, then he had a cracker season last season. Then he got injured. So when um, when he came up, he was quite cheap. I think he was in the four hundreds or something like that. I thought, well, odds are he's he's a proven player. He's pretty good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick him up cheap. Um, so Steele is cheaper than say Laird or someone like that yeah. or or Oliver. Um, I also went with Steele because I feel like um, I do need pods at this point. Um, and as an example, um, six point two percent of of people for Jack Steele, yeah, for Jack Steele. Well, that's everyone that had him traded him out, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's hard to be trading people back in at this point with all the injury carnage that's yes, been going on. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm just saying, yep, I have the confidence that he's going to at least give me a hundred every game, and he did 107 first game. I think that should be all right. As of as what I'm doing next, I'm not too sure. So I'm hoping English comes back. Um, they believe he will be fit for this coming week. Good stuff. Um, Rich might be the one that I might have to trade, but that being said, between the two, um, are they rookie? They're both rookies. 
Yeah, with Rich, I reckon you can nearly hold it if they say it's a two-week injury. Yeah. Anything more than that, I reckon it's. Well, I did. I did. I was watching, and he didn't look like he didn't look super worried. He was like, like Zorko. Oh yeah, he was nearly crying. Yeah, and and just continues on with hamstring awareness month. Yep. Yeah. We have to call this one hamstring awareness month too. Yeah. Um, I was aware of my hamstrings yesterday. Yeah. Footy, by the way. Yeah. Well, there you go. Do a fair bit of stretching. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. So that's that's basically what I'm doing with in outs. Um, We might hit the. Intro there somewhere so we can gather our thoughts and hopefully get some sort of uh, footy up on some sort of device. Still big barrel. Oh, a big, big barrel. Oh, right into the centre of the stadium. I don't know what my It's a barrel, Brownie. You don't see it very often in modern footy. Uh, Duncan to really line up. Can in your park. He's on the one. Has it got the legs? I reckon it has. Still trying to get KO going. Um, <laughs> we've got Wi-Fi going, but then it's like, what's your password? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Well, Joel, we might do, which we've uh, we've never done before. Well, no, we have done before. Even though we just have played our intro, we might have to take a little commercial break. Hit pause. And during the commercial break, we'll sort it out. Oh, I'm not. Nah. You I don't know how to do that either. Nah. Well, I don't want to, because last time we buggered that up. Yeah, I know. Last time we <laughs> It doesn't really matter. Look, I'll just get it up on my phone. Yeah, and just put the bloody... But you're going to have to tell me the up. scores. I think I'm going to have to stop it to do that trade I might have to do, remember? Okay, yeah. Well, but that's I, all right. Look, yeah, I can This is you. good. This is going to listening back to this pure, organised chaos. Yeah, so I've got fan 40 up. Is that what I need to have up for you? You need to have that up for okay, me. Okay, yeah. very good. So, so Short is having a bit of a dip. No, he's not. Oh, uh, well, Dusty's going right. 52. Short is on 29 currently. So What's he Sorry? Good stuff. Uh, who? Short? 29. If you click the little super coach tab there, it'll order that. There you go. It'll order them in their scores. Oh, that's bloody changed things a bit. He's Hasn't gone down it? the ladder. Oh. Goodness. But uh, actually... He's a bit of a worry. Should we be worried about him? Yes, him? we should be. Because um, that's the other one that I would probably consider that I would be worried about. Oh, is there that, you go. That's the hard, exactly the same. The hard, thing, <laughs> the hard thing at the moment is how many trades you've got left. So... I have five at the moment, which I think is pretty decent. Yep. Uh, if you've got six or more, you're doing well. But generally, most years after the buys, I have about six or seven, right? Yep. That's with 30 trades, though, Yeah. which I've already used because yeah. we had the extra ones this year. Um, and also, we, we can be interactive. People can message us in. Yes. I would like to know, anyone out there that plays Supercoach and listens, will you be finishing the season with a boost left like I will be? Because I must be the only idiot that didn't use them all. And I can't now because I've got five trades left. I can't do three in a week. So I'm just going to... there. I should be able to trade it to someone in need. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Donate it. But it's one of those things you probably don't know. You don't realise that you should have used it until, you know, this time of the season. You thought, oh, I'll leave it up my sleeve. You never know. It could be a couple of injuries, but... Well, uh, I screwed up. I meant to use it one day and uh, got the time starting time of a game confused and didn't yeah. actually do the trade I needed to do at the time. Yeah, well, when uh, around the time I got Rioli and a couple of others in, I was actually meant to trade in Oliver as well, but didn't. It was a similar situation. You still don't have him? Uh, well, no, I still don't have him because I didn't, haven't had the opportunity and I think that's what stuffed me. Um, but anyway. But, now, we usually go game by game with this and we will. We'll, we'll chuck through a couple of game by games. Yeah, we'll have a look. We'll, uh, we'll just sort of mention, we've sort of mentioned the trades that we've done and everything, but... Yep. Um, 
first game was on Thursday night. Brisbane Lions, 108. Brisbane Bulldogs, 67. Now, the result didn't really bother me too much because as far as it didn't sort of um, affect... The, well, not that I'm worried about the Supercoach result, but still, all the players that we tend to have, McRae, Bont, Dunkley, yep. all scored quite highly. And Neil. Yep. Oh, and then on the Brisbane side, um, Neil um, scored very well, and he uh, he was my VC, so that was good. Um, Rich did come off with a hamstring injury, um, but yeah, it didn't really affect our scores too much. So um, tell you what, who's got a leg up? Those smart people that brought in Tom Libertore. Yes, well he's yeah he was smashing it. I was watching fan footy. I was watching him jump up and all the little. But he's kicking goals from the boundary, on. yeah, as well. Like he's just in career best form, which. If you look at him, as Hutto says each week, he looks like he can't move. Yeah. So it's, it's incredible how good he's gotten. So basically, he's at the point in his footy career where he's old enough to know the right spots to move to and can read the play. And because he's like so strong over the footy and can tackle so well, it's just all coming together for him. Well, speaking of the first couple of sentences that he put there together, it reminds me of a local footballer I know by the name of Zach Gratton. Last time I watched you play, you were the same. You've hit oh. that hit that point in your career. Like it looks like you're moving slower than everyone else, but you're in the right spots. It's like you're not panicking. If only you could put that part of your game when you're about like twenty, twenty one. Oh when yeah, you you'd be amazing. Like, yeah. Oh well, that's why the guys that are elite are doing that already. Yeah. Well, it's it's very interesting. Sorry again, another NBA reference. <laughs> Luka Doncic. As well as Nikola Jokic, which are two European players, but Nikola Jokic, You're joking. yeah, but Nikola Jokic is like he would he would lose a bloody I don't know he's he's slow as shit. It's basically <laughs> what I'm saying. Both him and Luca are slow as shit, but they just know where they need to be and um, that sort of thing. And they they just elite. They rip. They they run. Uh, metaphorical rings around everyone yeah. on the court. So that it's a massive thing and it's kind of like you're yeah, having wisdom in your younger years. So if I knew, if 21-year-old 20, Sime knew what he knew now, he'd be bloody smashing oh. it. Tell you what. Bloody hell. Yeah. The no. age and wisdom thing. I know. It, it's crazy. So anyway. But I also had Neil as vice captain uh, yes. and I took that and I had one mate say to me, are you actually kidding? Oliver's playing Adelaide. Oliver, who in his last couple of games literally averages 200 against Adelaide. Yeah. And yes, that's true. However, as I've lamented on this podcast many times, I've not nailed captain scores this year. And <laughs> Neither have I. One, what I did nail was uh, I usually go McRae all the time. Always go McRae VC. Yeah. And I'd never go Neil as captain. But my don't do Neil as captain because he burns me every time rule doesn't apply to vice captain. Yeah. And I had a theory that after last week, they'll be very disappointed after performing very poorly against Melbourne and Neil would come out and play a good game, which he did. So I took that as a positive, banked the 135 points times two, and then Oliver came out and scored, I think it was 176, yeah, maybe? Yeah, he scored a lot, but yes. But that's fine. No, no regrets. No regrets. No regrets. No, that's all right. Petrarch did as well. Uh, did well as well. Um, but yeah, so that was that game. The only other thing to come out of that game was... Um, well, a couple of things Re- regarding uh, Mr. Hipwood. Oh, yes. So, shaved his head or something at some point, and he dyed his hair black or something, which is weird. Oh, yeah. It looks, it's, I don't know. It makes, one of those one of those blokes you look at and you're like, ooh, not too sure. Not too sure yeah, about that. But did you see the incident? I did see the incident. So The strangest incident to ever go before a tribunal. Yeah, so basically running uh, 
they're running into the forward line and he's basically shoved his defender into the umpire, taken them both out, then gone around and just jumped up like nothing happened, said, I'm open. Got he's the mark, kicked got, the goal. Got the mark, kicked the goal. Like, But contact with an umpire. Yeah. It was forced contact with an umpire, but it was almost one of those situations where someone in a mob will say, well, I didn't pull the trigger. So yeah, but you yeah, made him pull the trigger. Yeah, but I didn't kill the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. basically that. Yeah, so hang on. So who are they? They're not... Are they saying Hipwood's in trouble? Or? Yes. Okay, yeah. He's right. before the tribunal. Yeah. Because if you pushed... Well, no, it's not pushed because you wouldn't push... It. If you purposely ran into an umpire at the same force that player did, yeah. why would you do that other than you're in a fair bit of trouble, really? Yeah. yeah. But Hipwood pushed the player directly into the umpire and you'd have to argue he saw him. Yeah, well, and even if he didn't, it's like, well, what was he thinking anyway? Because, like, it wasn't a... Uh, I, I remember, I don't know, Wayne Carey or something explaining, or someone explaining how Wayne Carey sort of... If you put a hand in someone's back and push, it's a push in the back. But if you start with your forearm and sort of extend, it's not a push or yeah. something like that. But he flat out just pushed him. Yeah. So I don't know why another umpire didn't call just push in the back. Yeah. I don't know why they let it go on or why they, like, because they, they would have seen it because all of a sudden he was, like, ridiculously open. He's taking the mark. They call it back. Nah, mate, push in the back. Or the umpire that got literally pushed in the back. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't he call anything? Oh, I don't know, but I don't know how they're going to... Too busy like, eating grass. I really don't know how they're going to um, adjudicate it at the, at the tribunal. I reckon it's going to be a heavy fine, no suspension is my... Yeah, prediction. I guess... But I, I reckon he's going to get off because I don't know... Um, if the glove don't fit, but yeah, like, I wonder if they can prove because he could easily just say, "Oh, look, I just yeah, I just pushed him. I didn't. It wasn't my intent for him to run into an umpire." Yeah. Um, but anyway, what to get? That's that? that's why AFL players should start wearing body cams. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, that sometimes they put the GoPro on the boys at training, and it's pretty. Yeah. Like the skills are unreal. Yeah, I think um, some up there was. Were they doing that with goal umpires for a period there? Yeah. And they looked ridiculous. Yeah. They had the head cam, I think it was. Yeah, do you know that um, way back in the day, I'm talking 15 years ago, Parkway Drive used to take in turns each night of which band member wore the head cam. Yeah. Then they actually started putting it on the security guards. Yeah, and they right. got Then they got one of their mates who was one of their roadies to wear it, but he was just a bloke that would like come out and stage dive and jump off the speakers and stuff yeah. during the set with the head cam on. Yeah, right. And some of the footage they've got is unreal. Oh, yeah, I bet. It's 2007 quality, but it's still really good. Oh, cool. yeah, but sometimes, like as we've seen with your phone when you take um, footage of gigs, <sighs> it kind of it's kind of cool. It's 1995. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway. All right, we'll move on. Oh, this was a bit of a... Now, this was a bit of a bummer for our super coach scores. So... St Kilda Saints, 93, Gum Blue, Chimney H. You say that, but you say that like someone that doesn't own Jack Sinclair. But you might remember, um, or you might not remember. So when I got Doc and who else did I get? I got Doc and someone else. Anyway, I was going to go Laird and Sinclair and did it. But I decided the logic was that... um, Laird and Sinclair, their teams weren't going as well, so they might have a few blowouts and might not score as high. Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect. Well, Sinclair tagged the last two weeks, and look what happens when he's not tagged. Yeah, well, exactly. So he's done very well there. Um, unpopular um, opinion also yep. from what I read online. I really enjoyed this game, mm-hmm. just as a game of football, because skill level, very high. Some of the yep. kicks that were being hit were incredible. Yep. Uh, end-to-end, 
pretty free-flowing. Yep. Momentum swings. Very close. I fell asleep three times between the end of the third quarter and with 10 minutes to go in the last quarter. It was a long week with yep. a crazy toddler. And yep. didn't have many good sleeps at all. Yeah. But I had to wait it out because I had to see what was going to happen. Yeah, well, there you go. And I couldn't go to bed until I knew what the result was going to be, which was with only two minutes left. So I didn't say the last two minutes. Uh, but, yeah, really enjoyable Friday night game of 40. And you'll love this. Two things that made it feel like it was an old school game of footy that I was oh, watching. Oh, I think I know what you're referring to. So one being that the HD channel wasn't working correctly on my TV. So I had to watch it on the other one, which felt like it was 1998. Yeah. The other one was that during the game, a couple of times, they actually panned to members of the crowd with binoculars. Oh, there you go. Which was go. such an old school yeah, thing to do good. with the footy. Oh, no, that's awesome. So I was watching it through the old grainy footage with with the pairs of binoculars and packed house. Well, there too. you go. Oh, that's, yeah, that's not what I thought you were going to yeah, say at all. Yeah, it, just, it was just a real old school footy feel. I was going to say, were St Kilda wearing throwback jerseys? And that. Yeah, they, and they were. they great. They were, weren't they? And they look heaps better. Didn't mind Carlton with the orange. Yeah, so that is to do. Okay, with so this is a bit confusing. This is a this Carlton respect. Yes, they social. They have a social media channel. Who someone we know used to run. Oh, can we name them? Or I don't know. I don't know. Ah, no, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was aware of it anyway. The interesting uh, thing there that I believe it was a domestic violence awareness thing. Yep. However, at the start of the game when they came in to do the toss. Uh, Jack Seal came in with Jay Gresham. Jay Gresham is Indigenous, for those who may not have known. Yep. Uh, brought in and Paddy Cripps, and they brought in some Indigenous sticks and did a little exchange, like it was yep. Indigenous week. So then I got a little bit confused as to what, what the was. respect thing was. Someone pointed out that they were two separate things. One was the Carlton Respect Domestic Violence Awareness. The other was NADOC week. Yes, okay, fair enough. So that may make some sense. I can't confirm that. Yeah, That's yeah, just, yeah. 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 But uh, confused me at the start because I thought I knew what it was. Then I didn't know what it was. Yeah. But didn't mind the navy blue and orange. No, I, I'll tell you what. Um, I, I didn't realise that I enjoyed those colours until GWS have pretty much got there with the deep charcoal and the orange. I think they're, they're really cool colours. Did you know that what's interesting about Carlton with orange? Mm. They introduced orange just as a, a third colour to use every now and then years ago. Yep. They actually had a, a Nike shirt with an, or, an orange tick. Yeah. The funny part was, Stephen Silvani, classic blues player, yep. uh, he was actually the list manager at GWS, came back to Carlton as a list manager, ended up recruiting a bunch of ex-GWS players. Then they brought the orange in. So people were saying... Okay, so you've got so many ex-GWS players, you're just bringing the orange in with them. Yeah, right. There yeah. you go. Well, so it actually be. was coincidental, but it didn't feel like that. No, very good. So, super coach, who do we have? So, I think... So, I've got Doc, you don't. No. You've got Hewitt. Yes. You've got Cripps. Yeah. Um, now, I saw some uh, frustration at Cripps' game. Sixth highest score on the ground. Only 98. But 98 as the sixth highest score on the ground never happens, so don't stress. If you've got him. Yeah. I Like, if I had more trades, I'd be frustration trading. Because I'm just like, I'm sick of this bloke. He should be scoring 150. That's what I reckon. But anyway, he's going Like Jack good. Sinclair did. Yes. If you've got him. Well, there you go. So, um, yeah, Steele, 107. Uh, Owens helped me out. Because he was your he wasn't, captain. He wasn't playing. Yeah, he was my captain. And you had Petrarca looped on the bench with him. Yes, so that was very good. I got some assistance with that. Thanks, Grant. Now, I need a little update, if you could, for me, please. I just saw Morris Rialli kick a goal. Oh, right on. I just need a live score update. 
Live score update. We have uh, which this one or the other one? Uh, so we need Jaden Short score. Okay, Short fifty-one. That's good. Yep. Six minutes left in the second quarter. Morris Rowley Jr. Um, Twenty-two. <sighs> I said if he was under thirty, I was going to risk it on Connor McDonald. What a, what We've a, got 10 minutes to yeah, do it. All right. all right, I'll give it five more minutes. Yeah, there we go. We'll, we'll <laughs> keep updated. Uh, Gibkiss, 13. Poor bugger. Um, anyone else significant from that game, Gratz, that we had? Uh, no. No, very good. So, so the ones to watch, or the ones that you should have, Sinclair. Yep. Is, is one for sure. Easy to spot uh, with his mullet. How did Walsh go? Oh, sorry, I do have Walsh. Yes. Uh Second highest scorer for the Blues behind Saad, I believe. Yeah. Saad. Now, let's talk. I don't think we've spoken too much about that. How How is Saad in the top couple of scorers in Car- for Carlton every week? Um, they just give him the ball. Yeah, but how many... <laughs> I, sorry, that sounded like you asking me a question. <laughs> um, so, what's the go? Because I wouldn't imagine many people have Saad in their Supercoach. No, team. but he's a great pod. And he, he was a pod a few years ago. Mm. Um. His last year at Essendon, I don't think he was too crash hot. And then his first year at Carlton, nah, he yeah. wouldn't do it. Um, he's basically been a barometer for Carlton's form. Yeah, fair enough. This season. So, uh, if you can get him, he's a great... If you need a pod. So, needing a pod's different to wanting a pod. Yeah. Needing a pod is when your team is very vanilla. You've got all the same players and you want to go up in the ranks with a calculated risk. Yeah. Uh, that's when you do that. Yeah. No, very good. All right, we'll move on to the next game because I hear you want to go on a bit of a rant about this one. Essendon Bombers, 95. Shinish Wonsh, 86. The only rant's going to be that I can't wait to get rid of Isaac Heaney. Oh, yeah. I think enough. it's going to be Heaney to English unless Butters misses another game. Yeah. If Butters is back, I'm going to keep Butters because I think at this point he's going to play Connor McDonald if Morris can't get to 30 by halftime. Um and, yeah, need English in. Heaney, not in great form, could probably get rid of him. Fair enough. Did you have – it was – well, it was, let's talk about the game. It was a very interesting game, and I don't think Essendon were expected to win at all. No, and they did. Yeah. Nick Hine with the sealer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sometimes Hutto went crazy. Yes. But uh, you had Zach Merritt, who I believe went Yeah, crazy. Merritt, yep. So he made an interesting comment at the end of the game. Oh. He was talking about how um, that he, he said the fish rots from the head. And he said that the... Uh, have you heard that saying before? I have, many a time. Someone, who we both know, uh, who has actually been a coach at local level in her chosen sport, yep. had never heard of that saying before last year until I said it to her. And she has said it many times since. Yes, she has. Yep, she loved it that much. <laughs> she did. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. one of my favourites. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. I think it's so symbolic. I think it's great. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, old Meza, he was saying the fish rots from the head and they said that the uh, the leadership group at Essendon hasn't been standing up and uh, putting in a good example for the younger fellas. Yep. And I think the right time to say that is when you have a cracker game, three goals, um, 140 super coach points. Uh, but, yeah, so they said they've sort of got together and they're, like, um, they're having a bit of a go. So that lift, um, yeah, really got him over the line, literally. Um, you brought in Mossimo too, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on the bubble. Yeah, old Moss, bloody loves it. So he his best score. Yeah, 83, which is awesome. So that might come in handy when Rich is on the bench for me with his injury, presumably. 
Um, on the Sydney side, Luke Parker, who I believe we both have. Yep. 98, which I believe was downscaled. Uh, yeah, and second top scorer yeah. for Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, Warner, 155. Jesus. Bloody hell. How many goals did he kick? Oh, bloody is that. Dave Warner. Uh, three goals, one. And 25 touches. Yeah, Far so out. he had an absolute cracker. Yeah, got a player, player there. Callum Mills. Um, is that his name? Yeah, but I saw a few more people. So last week, people captained him for his 84. This week, yep. I saw people captain him for his 85. 85. Hickey's still going right. 84. Bloody love him. McCartan. Um, oh, no. Wrong McCartan. What is it? Bloody Tommy and Patty or whatever. Oh, my God. I've got, a forgotten, I've got a forgotten player. Who? Jordan Ridley. Oh, yeah? Uh, he's oh, scored 80. Yep. Ridley's been disappointing this season. Yeah. Last week, somehow he pulled out 100. And I don't know how. 80, for me, is the minimum disappointing score you can get. Okay. Sorry, maximum. <laughs> maximum. Maximum disappointing score you can get. If you get above minimum, those, like, Minimum okay. passable is yep. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So 80 points is better than 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's, like, lots of ways to look at it. But I'm going to try my best in four weeks' time to still have enough money and enough trades left to do Ridley to Stewart with Stewart returns. Yeah, well, listen, that's sort of a, probably a part of my plans as well. But I probably need to also look and see who the uh, pod version of Stewart would be. I don't know the if there is The pod version one. of Stewart? Yes. Sad. Oh, yeah, it could be. In defence. But goodness me, I have a lot of uh, Carlton players. <laughs> um, shall I move on to the next game? Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so uh, next game. Melbourne Demons, 94. LA Crow, 65. I think it was closer than that for most of the game. Yeah, it was. I think um, up to the, I don't know, I think it was the 10-minute mark of the fourth quarter. It could have been anyone's. But then um, I think Melbourne probably just melbourne them. It's happened live, by the way. What's happened? Morris Rioli is, bit, is on 20, yep. nearly halftime. I have moved Connor McDonald onto my field. So I'm going to do this mathematically. Yep. Morris, who... Averages, one second, averages 52. going to say that if he's on 20 at halftime, the best he could do really is double yep. and on 40. Cotton McDonald averages 45. Okay. Playing this on pure mathematics, yeah. I'm just going to say if Morris gets 40 and Cotton McDonald can get his average, then I'll five points up what I would have been. There you go. So that's what we're doing. We're holding a trade, 161K, having a decent week. Project over 2,500, so we'll just go from there, I reckon. We'll see what happens. Anyway, Adelaide and Melbourne. As we were saying. My favourite Supercoach game of the year, for one big reason. I had three players in this game, the lowest mm-hmm. score being 142. Jeez. This is what set up my entire week, which is why I'm in the position to play a rookie at this point and not really have to worry about training butters to another premium. If you are lucky enough to have all of Dawson, Oliver and Petrarca, you should be... You should be better than me, really, because a lot of people should be, and you might be on track for the weekly. Yeah, not for Hutto doesn't have all those three. He actually brought in Bailey Dale instead of Jordan Dawson, like he spoke about. Uh, but Dale scored 130-plus, I believe. So he's only a few points behind Dawson anyway. Um, and he had Tuke Miller, not Petrarca. He's a couple of points down there, but uh, he's looking all right. There is a 28-72 projected in our league, Dosan. There you go. Which Sorry. is insane. Yeah. I was just trying to look up another fact that I picked up on Ooh. from someone. What have you got? Um, I think the biggest problem for, and you might be able to confirm. Um, there you go. Sitting it back up. Um, in this particular game is Melbourne's intercept marks. I think they set a record. 
Did they? I think they set a record, but I can't find it in time because I don't know where to bloody look. Well, that might be one for next week. But yeah, it might be, but... um. Talking about 2021, nah, anyway. <laughs> Who cares? But those three, they were the three. Um, but there's some other players people may have had. So um, if you got the scores there, maybe Rory Laird. Have you got the fan footy? I can, up? I can get those up because I am. Because he's the interesting one that a lot of people brought in for some injured players. Yes, again, I was going to get Laird. Laird won 30. I think he started pretty slowly though. Jawson, 144. Oh, sorry. So it wasn't 142. 144, 144. was my lowest score of three. Um, Petrarca, 189. Oliver, 176. Langdon. Yeah. Long sleeve Langdon, 150. Um, Stephen May, 108. Yeah. That's I don't think good. you'd go with May again like we did last year. Yeah. But, um, Paddy so, Par- Parnell from Adelaide. wouldn't go to dinner with him, would you? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, you don't do that. No. When a check comes out, he's like, oh, you're paying dickhead. I mean, as we said, we do a beer podcast, but... We shouldn't get Stephen May on a beer podcast because it'd be an MMA podcast very quickly. It after. would, yeah, and he uh, would kill us all. Uh, uh, do you have Paddy Parnell score from Adelaide? I, a lot of people brought him in. Yeah, I was going to. Um, can I find him? No. Am I on the right screen? No, I'll go to the right screen. Oh, God. Technical difficulties. Where is he? 48. Yeah. And he, he flopped last week too, poor fella. He was looking good. 48 better than the flop that he had last week. Though, yes, it is, it is much better. So, no, very good. Anything else to add from this game? No. No, we're just turning on the uh, GWS Hawks game where apparently 150 mils of rain has been forecast. So. And I don't know if that's just your screen, but it looks like... Yeah, it doesn't look There are four people in the crowd, yes. which is unsurprising. yes. Oh, yeah, it looks shitty, us. Oh, dear. That's a good shot. I Tom, reckon Tom Mitchell starting on the bench, which I, as a Hawthorne fan, wholeheartedly agree with. Who's getting injured first? This is going to be a game of who doesn't get injured, I think. Um, I, can concerned. I just point something out? Can yes. you look, look at that for a sec? We're looking at the GWS Hawthorne players. Yeah. They should have won different jerseys. Why aren't GWS wearing their charcoal jumper? Why are they wearing orange against Hawthorne's gold? Well, is their orange their home jersey? Well, I guess, but we could have worn something else. Well, yeah. Like, yeah, someone should have worn something else. That was a bit of a... This doesn't look... It doesn't look... Like, the white shorts are the only thing really separating a lot of this. Yeah, no, that was a bit silly, I think. Uh, well, we'll see how we go. Okay. Uh, the ball's stopping in the mud. Okay, off the ground. Yep, that's what we'll do. Anyway, um, next game... Oh, Jesus, I don't know. I, I have no one from Geelong and North Melbourne. Yeah, I don't think we'll even talk about nah. it. But Ge- Geelong, 144. North Melbourne food, too. Um, they just suck. Yep. They suck. And I don't... I need. I think they need to go. They just need to forfeit for the rest of the season. I think because they're think fucking hopeless. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was at uh, Geelong's home stadium. They just gave an absolute toweling. I think. Uh, I think the Hawk kicked six. Nearly brought him in actually for butters. Oh, did you? Thought about it. Toyed oh, with it. I'm glad you didn't. I would have been shattered. Well, I loved the Hawk. No, do you know and why I didn't? Cameron scored four goals. I think. Yeah, actually, he was underscored. Kicks. If you look at his stats, he was actually underscored for Super Coach, in my opinion. Yeah, okay. Uh, get that up. Yeah, right. I well, sorry. I will pull it up. Yeah, just right. quickly. Um, Guthrie one thirty four, Hawkins one twenty nine, Mitch Duncan one twenty one. In his two hundred fiftieth game, Blickvass one eighty nine. one eighteen. Look at the stats for Cameron. Cameron thirty touches, four goals. 
117. What happened? Did he kick a bunch of clangers? Oh, what he must have. That's a 170-point game I've ever seen one. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, yeah, not much going on yeah. on the other show. No. But the next game was quite interesting for a lot of people. Yeah, it was. Um, bloody Collingwood Magpie, 67. Um, the scaling was the interesting part because mm. it was a close game. So Collingwood basically didn't kick a goal for like a whole quarter leading into the end of the game. Uh, until about the last probably seven or eight minutes. Mm-hmm. In that time, all the uh, Gold Coast players started getting scores. Um, and the Collingwood players were sort of stagnating a little bit, except for Dacos, which oh. is incredible uh, for those that held him. But um, a good example of the scores in this was that Jack Crisp, who finished on, um, who most yes. people have, I don't, but... 79. 79. He was on 35. During the third quarter, late in the third quarter. Lucky he, he, 79. he got a lot of the ball in the last quarter, but he turned it over a fair bit. Uh, and in the end, because Collingwood won, I think some of his turnovers, well, not direct turnover, he had one kick where it went off the side of his boot and it bounced over someone's head and a Collingwood player grabbed it and then got tackled. But I think he got marked down for it. Yeah, right. right. Because Collingwood won in the scaling. The scaling, though, that ruined it for all of us was Jared Witts, who scored 63. Yeah, Paul Bugger. Did you know what his score was when the game finished? I do not. 75. He That's got a minus bit. 12. What What happened? What did he do? Because did a clo- he punch someone on the nah, way out? A, cl- a close game that Collingwood won, so all the scaling points went more oh, towards the winning Jesus. side. Jesus. Well, so, yeah, it was very, very disappointing with so, that. So who did you have? Just Witts. Just Witts. So I had... Um, Took Miller, 153, Took, which is there good. there that is. Took, there that is. Raul, 113. I don't have, but I did have. <laughs> Wits, 63. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I had. But yeah, I, I didn't need to trade Dacos, but I wanted to get on the front foot with uh, Steele before his price went up, which I might have been able to wait a week on. I'm not too sure. As we all know, I don't really know how it works. Um, <laughs> you do. Hey. All right. Well, that's sort of all we got. It sort of leads us to the scores of already up. Well, it's half time in Richmond and West Coast. So what yeah. have we what have we got there? Richmond Tigers seventy. West Coast Eagles forty six. So what's our mate Jaden Short on, who yeah, most people would probably have? Let me go and have a look here. Let's have a money look. Um, forty nine. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you could double that, it'd be my third ninety eight. Yeah, that that would be that would be good. But but can he? Um, yeah, he can. He can do that. What about Rhett Bazo? Rhett Bazo's on 16. Okay. I'm um, having a bit of a go down there. Morris Rioli, who I passed on for Connor McDonald in the wet. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Oh, what's happened there? Has he been downscaled? Or yeah, did he got change? downscaled even after his goal. 20? Yeah. Oh, well, he made the right decision, I think. Uh, we'll see how we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, we've been, we're doing pretty well. I think we're all on track. All three of us in the pod are on track for some pretty good scores this week. So we'll see how it ends up at the end. We'll we'll update those potentially on the on the socials and everything else. What's your What's your projection? Uh, so I don't have it on me as it is. Can how I it, Can I look at? Can I? You look can at look at it, but it actually won't have all the right details on yours. Okay, fair because enough. I've got Darcy as emergency and Tickle as captain at the moment. Okay, uh, but I can tell you that my actual projection when I've added it up is over twenty five hundred. Okay, I've got. Two, three, nine, five okay. so far. So we'll see. But I've got four players, Sicily, Canelio, Kelly and McDonald in this Hawthorne game in the wet, underwater. Uh, so we'll sort of see how that goes. Yeah, very good. That'll separate the boys from the men. All right. Is that all you got? <sighs> I reckon that's all I've got. All um, right. I think you should all uh, kick a big barrel and drink a nice beer. Yes. And we're about to do one of those because um, a little off track. Went to a 
Well, we didn't know we were going to a no. trivia night. but Impromptu. We, yeah, we, we went to a trivia night and um, won a $20 voucher, Springdale Heights Tavern, and we're going to go there and drink a nice beer. Yeah, we've got a couple of bucks. That'd be yeah, right. so we're going to do that right now. Anyway, see ya. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs>